Um, so yeah, uh, also my wife and I, we do a lot of inner healing and deliverance and we find that roots are often tied to labels and, and lies. And, but even the healthiest Christians um, struggle and hear lies as well. And some of the common lies that they get are about evangelism. They will hear things like, oh, you're not really called for evangelism. It's not for you. You're not a pastor. You're not a, a leader in the church. You're not an altar team person or whatever, you know. Um, you know, that's just, that's out of your comfort zone, you know. Does that, does that resonate with you maybe a little bit sometimes? But here's the thing. God's not going to send his angels to do what we're called to do. And we're all commissioned and called to do evangelism. We, the church, are the ones that are called to do that. And what Satan is out there, he's telling people, you know, you are worthless. You, you don't deserve anything. Uh, you know, nobody cares about you. But Jesus would like people to know that he loves people so much that he's willing to die for them. You know, regarding hell, Jesus says, over my dead body, so to speak, right? Um, I mean, doctrinally, you know what I mean, you know, we have to receive salvation through faith, right? You know, but people need to know that Jesus loves them. And that sounds really basic, but you would be surprised how many people don't even know that. And that's why we need to be out there and let people know that. And the gospel is not complicated. It's actually very simple. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it's basically this. The Lord died, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. You just need to let people know that. And however you want to form that, that simple message, just really practice it. Um, but a lot of times people are afraid of rejection. And I just want to encourage you, don't take it personally because it's Jesus that they're rejecting. In fact, in Luke chapter 10, he says, he who rejects uh, you rejects me. And also don't worry about the results. People get way too caught up in the results. But God measures your, he measures your, basically on you, um, your obedience rather than the results. The results are up to him, but he just wants people who are obedient and going out. And let me tell you, if you're going out, even if you think you're messing up, he's up there telling the angels, that's my boy, that's my son, that's my daughter. And he is so proud of you. And I want you to get that image in your head that when you're out there, the Lord is looking down at you so proud. And, um, you know, as far as being qualified, we are all commissioned. You know, tools are great, and I think it's a great start. But I trained people and mentored them in power, what I call power evangelism. Because Jesus didn't really give his disciples tools, per se. He gave them power and authority. And the same is true for us. And I want you to know that. That's all for us. Um, you know, and that's the only way for me that it has become a lifestyle because it forces me to partner with the Holy Spirit. And I learned to be in tune with him. But also, if you can give them an encounter, it's so powerful. As the psalm says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So what am I talking about? Well, in Matthew 10, it said like on his disciples, right, he sent them out in power. In some translations, it may say authority because commissioning is always tied to authority. That's why the Great Commission starts with all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, right? And then make people, make disciples of nations, baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to things I've commanded you to do. And what was it he commanded his disciples to do? To heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, um, you know, cleanse the lepers. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's, it's, it's kind of a general thing of just moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, and in Matthew chapter 10, earlier in, in, uh, in that same gospel, he says, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of God has come at hand, heal the sick, and cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and so on, right? So it's a lifestyle thing. Give them an encounter and tell them that the kingdom of God, explain that this is who God really is. You're giving them a taste of the kingdom of God. 
And so for me, it's, it's, I tend to move in healing a lot. I get words of knowledge. But for some others, it may be something else. Power can look differently for different people. I have a friend who's very prophetic, and the Lord just, he may just go up to somebody and say, hey, can I give you an encouraging word? Totally opens the door, because who doesn't want an encouraging word? And just starts prophesying into their life. But let me say this lastly also. Power and authority isn't always visible. It's really what's happening on that person's heart. The Holy Spirit moving in power. Trust sometimes what you don't see. And the power that's moving on a person's heart is, you know, is just as actually what the Lord is doing there sometimes is more powerful than a blind man receiving their sight. Okay? Amen. So, and then lastly, also go in love. Because the Bible doesn't say they're going to know us by our power. He says we'll be known by our love. Amen. And, and. It, and perfect love casts out all fear. In fact, the Apostle Paul says, we are compelled by love. It's Christ's love that compels us. It's like when you experience a father's love, it just it, it compels you. You can't even help yourself. And so I just pray right now that you would just see people the way that God sees them and that you would move in the power and authority that God desires for you to move in. In Jesus' name, amen.